excited for the Lord today? Man, I am so excited. You guys are awesome. The Lord is good. We've got good weather. People are giving their hearts to the Lord. The Lord is moving in our midst. Amen? God is so good all the time. All the time. Anybody ready to have some fun? All right. If you didn't know, we are having a big picnic right after service, our Summer Slam event, kind of to celebrate the end of the school year, but also just to have a big full church fellowship. Everyone is invited. If this is your first time, um, if it's not your first time, if you are between the ages of 150 and a newborn, you are invited. Outside of that, I don't know what to do for you. The, the Lord does. Lord help you. Um, all right. Welcome to Church on the Hill, everybody. We're so glad you're here. God has got you here for a reason. And I know that I say this almost every single week, but I'm, I'm going to say it hopefully with a little bit more punch. Listen this morning. Listen to what the Lord is saying to you. Ultimately, I am praying that the Lord will speak to you today. Not so much that you hear me, but that you hear him. Would you at least go down that road with me today to say, okay, God, if you've got something to say to me, I'm listening. Whatever you have, it's good. His word says that he is good and that what he has to give you is good and that every perfect gift is from God. And God has got a word for you today. So will you agree with me, Lord, I'm listening. Whether you've been saved for 50 years or for five minutes or you've never made that decision, it includes you. Lord, I'm listening. All right. Here at Church on the Hill, we have just fit, wrapped up a series called Greater. We're going to be starting a series next week called Connected. It's going to be a journey showing us how, to, how our walk as Christ followers should connect. How we should connect to God. How we should connect to our family. How we should connect to each other. How we should connect in the church, in the church body, in the body of Christ. How we should connect in the community, community and in the world. I want you to know this is very near and dear to my heart because the Lord really started moving in my life when I connected. I didn't know I was connecting for that reason. I just got connected and it got done through a person in this church that plugged me into sound back there. Had no idea what the Lord was wanting to do in my life. But once I connected to the body, for instance... The Lord moved in my life mightily. And I want the Lord to move in your life. I want that for you. What is God's plan for you? Because I want you to know it's great. It's great. Sweetie, you keep moving back and back and back. I don't know what to do with you back there. Since nobody's up here, will you all come up here? I'm sorry, I like my sweetie close to me. <laughs> it's the truth. She, he's a D. She, she, she completes me. She does. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Now remember, what was my point for you today? Listen to the Lord. What's the Lord saying? 
because I want for you to have what I have. How many of you have something that you want someone else to have? I have something that I want you to have. But today, tomorrow, next week we start Connected, but today is really the beginning of Connected. We have began to witness miracles here in this church. Not really began, it's been happening, but we've really been seeing the Lord move lately. Lost souls being found. People receiving Christ as their Lord and Savior. People getting healed. Marriages getting healed. Lives getting turned around. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Do you know that when you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, you get a fresh start? Do you know Scripture tells us you get a fresh start? It says in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter, two, chapter 5, it says this means anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. I want to ask you, do you need a fresh start? Do you know that that fresh start doesn't just have to be when you make that first time decision? That fresh start can be today. I've had so many times in my life that I needed a fresh start. In my heart, in my spirit, in my life, in relationships. I just needed to kind of wipe things clean and start again. Because I'd kind of made a mess. Can anybody relate? Turning your heart back to Christ gives you that fresh start. The Lord doesn't remember everything that you've done bad. He lets you start right where you are. He paid the price for what you've done. It's been paid for. And when we come to Christ, come to him with, with a clean heart, come to him with a pure heart, come to him desiring him, you know what? He lets us start again. As though we never even messed up. Man, is that a good father or what? A fresh start. The only problem is we try so many different ways to get our fresh start other than Jesus. But John chapter 4 verse 8 John chapter 4, verse 8 says, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No one. There is no way for you to get to Father God except through Jesus Christ. What does that mean to you if you've ne maybe never been in church your whole life? Maybe you've never heard this message. It means there is no way to heaven except through the blood of Jesus. No other way. Thank you, Jesus. You are here today to hear this message. To remove the lie that you've been told. That if you're good enough, you'll make it. You can't be good enough. You can't earn it. It has been paid for. You just have to accept it and believe it and receive it. Would you do that? This is the starting point. Receiving Christ. Today we have a great number of people, some who have just recently made this first step, receiving and believing in Christ as their Lord and Savior. There are others who made this decision at a different time, maybe an earlier time, maybe a year ago, maybe 10 years ago, but never followed through with their decision for water baptism. And in a minute, you're going to get to hear their testimony. You're going to get to hear their story. That is the point today. Baptism. Water baptism. So, why don't we get baptized? Why should we get baptized? I'm glad you asked. I'm going to give you three reasons today. The first two I'm going to go quickly through, and we're going to spend just a little bit of time on the third. Number one, 
Why get baptized? Number one, Jesus was baptized. Jesus walked this earth as our example. He walked this earth as a man, just like you and I, as a human being. He had the same feelings. He had the same desires, just like us. He was a, he was a person. And Jesus was baptized. Number two, Jesus commanded us to be baptized. Now, if you consider yourself a Christ follower, then the commands of Jesus should be important to you. If they aren't, we are playing a religious game. We are to be a Christ follower. And Christ said, be baptized. Matthew 28, verse 19. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. In Jesus' great commission, he again says to make disciples, baptize them, and teach them his word. In Acts chapter 2, verse 41, it says, Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 were added to them. Now, I want to... I want to um, inform you of something. All through Scripture, when those received Christ, received the Word, received His teaching, they were immediately baptized. There wasn't time between water baptism and salvation. It happened right then. That's where we miss it. We come and we make a commitment, but then we never go through the commands that Jesus gave us as Christ followers. We kind of leave that one out. Why? Why would we leave that one out? I think it's basically due to un, uh, um, misunderstanding or just no understanding because don't you think if 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 you've made a decision to follow Christ don't you want to follow Christ and if one step of that is this why wouldn't we do that what's the thinking behind it so baptism should be automatic when you received Christ receive his word you are immediately baptized but today I want to show you a third reason and I believe, this is, I believe this is the reason, at least for today. I want to ask you a question. Why was Jesus baptized? Have you ever wondered, why Jesus? Why were you baptized? Why would the Son of God need to get baptized? If y'all have got your uh, Bibles, we're going to turn to two scriptures, Mark chapter 1 and Matthew chapter 3. So go ahead and get yourself ready. Mark 1, verse 4. If I go too fast for you, flip on over to Matthew 3. John came baptizing in the wilderness and preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. So what was John's baptism? More literally, John preached a baptism into the remission of sins. And if you continue to study John's ministry, you will see that John demanded that those that came to him for baptism should produce evidence in their lives of repentance and remission of sin before he would baptize them. John's baptism was an outward act of being baptized that served as a visible confirmation of those being baptized had already passed through the experiences of repentance and forgiveness. John was looking for fruit in their lives. Have you really made this decision? When we see that fruit, you are going to be baptized. When we see that fruit, John can say, okay, I do believe that you believe and have received. Now, let's go get baptized. An outward act, baptism of repentance into the remission 
of sins. But now let's look at Jesus. So if you've got your Bibles, I want you all to turn to this one if you've got them. Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3, verse 13. I want to ask you, has anybody here ever struggled with why to be baptized? I know you have. I know you have. We, we struggle with things that we don't understand. For instance, the baptism in the Holy Spirit. There's no reason to fear that. It is scriptural. The same as water baptism. Exactly the same as water baptism. It's scriptural. Healing. The Lord being a healer is scriptural. That hasn't ceased. You know why it hasn't ceased? Because I still need healing. It hasn't ceased. It will cease, but it's only at the point that we won't need it anymore. Why would he remove that from us? Because we don't need it. He will have returned in his fullness, and we will go with him. No longer will I need healing. So why would he stop? So, baptism. Okay, here's Jesus. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and you are coming to me? But Jesus answered him and said, Permit it, permit it to be so now, for thus it is fit, fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. Verse 16. When he had been baptized, Jesus came immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened up to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. Verse 17. And suddenly a voice from heaven, and suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Although Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist, the form of baptism through which he passed was not at all the same level as all the other people that John was baptized. As I said earlier, John's baptism had two main points, two main reasons, repentance and the confession of sins. John's baptism was a baptism of repentance into the remission of sins. Right? But Jesus had no sin to repent of. He did not have to confess his sins because he had none. So thus, John's baptism didn't exactly fit. But Jesus clarifies why it fits. Matthew 3.14, Matthew 3, we'll go back. John says, I need to be baptized by you. You are coming to me. And then Jesus said... Yep, I'm coming to you. Permit it to be done now, for it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Now, what is that saying? Jesus is giving the answer, the reason why he was being baptized and the true significance of full Christian baptism. As distinct from the temporary form of baptism administered by John. I want you to think for just a minute. There was a covenant. There was an old covenant prior to Christ. Then there was a new covenant. There was an older form of baptism. Then there was a new form of baptism. Jesus did not say, John, your baptism is wrong. Jesus is saying the baptism is going to change a little bit. Those with sin still need to confess their sin, still need to re have the remission of sin and repentance, but there's one more thing that because I'm here, I provide.
there is another step that baptism is now going to take under the new covenant. What was it? He wasn't baptized by John as the outward evidence that he had repented of sin because he didn't have any. He was baptized in order that he might fulfill or complete all righteousness. Jesus was setting a pattern, an example of the baptism in which he desired Christians, Christian believers to follow him. Scripture tells us that we are clothed in his righteousness. This is a new covenant baptism based on Jesus, not based on your sin. This baptism is not based on your sin, it's, ba- it's based on Jesus. That's why it's different. It says that we are clothed in his righteousness. This baptism is based on Jesus and his righteousness. And when we are baptized under the baptism of Jesus, Christ fulfills his righteousness in you. Now, don't go to sleep on me. This is it. If you've not been baptized, we are missing a huge step. We are missing a huge step. Jesus. We can see that Jesus' ministry started here. Being clothed, fulfilled in righteousness, and then filled with the Spirit. When you choose not to be baptized, you miss a step. The fulfillment of righteousness. I believe that it is completing, listen to me, completing the salvation starting point. The fulfillment of the righteousness of Christ. It was through this outward act of obedience and dedication to God that Jesus actually entered into the active life of ministry to which he fulfilled the plan of the Father God. True Christians have not merely confessed and repented of their sins. They have done this and more. By faith in the anointing death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, they have been justified. God has imputed or assigned to them the righteousness of Christ. Based on their faith. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For he who made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of of God in him. This is why true Christians are baptized, not simply as evidence to which the believer fulfills or completes the inward righteousness he has already enjoyed in his heart through faith in Christ Jesus, the atoning death. It is, it is this inward righteousness, even though we have already made this decision, it is the completion of this righteousness. Not righteousness based on yourself, righteousness based on Christ. If you have come and walked the aisle and given your heart to the Lord, you have made a huge decision, a great decision. But the fulfillment of righteousness still hasn't occurred. That was done through Christ's baptism. Can anyone see that? Yeehaw. Yeehaw. The only way I can be made right before God, the only way I can be made right before God is by Christ's righteousness. 
not mine. The only way I can be made right with God. And I see this as a key part of me being made right with God. Why else would Jesus command it? Why else would Jesus do it? Because as a man, he needed that part. As a man and woman of God, we need that part. We cannot function in a kingdom way without the fulfillment of righteousness. So why not be baptized? Why not be baptized? If you haven't been baptized, that step is missing. Now, let me meddle with you just a little bit. Those of you that got sprinkled as a child, you're missing that part. This part is a decision based on you, your decision, not your parents' decision. This is your decision. Jesus decided. You have to decide. You cannot ride your parents' coattails in Christ. Jesus paid the price for you to make that decision. You have to make that decision. So, why not? Now, that's it. Short and sweet today. But if y'all will, just bow your heads with me just for a moment. I want to ask you a question. If you've not been baptized, but you have received Christ as your Lord and Savior, what are you waiting for? I want you to know today we've got robes for you to put on. If you've come unprepared, it's okay. We're prepared. If you want to make that decision right here on the spot, that, that, that way has been made for you. There is no reason to wait. You will never have a better chance to do this than now. To let the Lord fulfill His righteousness in you. You may be here today and you may say, Pastor, I've never made a decision for Christ. Will you do that right now? If that's you, will you slip your hand up? We say, I want to make a decision for Christ right now. Today is my day. I feel it. It is tugging at me so hard. Nobody's looking. All right. Lord, I ask you as we watch these testimonies, I just pray right now that no weapon formed against us will prosper. And that, Lord, that every tongue that rises up against us will be defeated. And the voices in our heads that are trying to talk us out of that, I rebuke it in Jesus' name. And I command that the purpose and plan of God be done right now. Open up your heart, church, for the Lord to speak. Amen.